Hello, hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or fun fact about the IT world towards the end. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and with my co-host Sudhakar. So folks, today we are going to discuss a topic which is very very pertinent in today's globalized world and the topic is corporate ethics and pertinent legislations in the era of globalization. And we are pleased to welcome Vasant to our show. Vasant Aditya is an enterprising dynamic lawyer with a difference. He wears many hats. Vasant is not only a lawyer of high repute but also a market analyst, economist, researcher, entrepreneur, management consultant, trainer and law teacher. With enthusiasm coupled with considerable experience at a relatively young age, he won several cases for the rights of minorities, farmers and paramilitary forces that were of national importance. Vasant has fought several pro bono cases for the rights of the LGBT community, women's rights, farmers and other minorities he was instrumental in the probe and investigation of online data theft or cyber crime that was featured in many newspapers and television wasanth is a product of one of the leading educational institutions in bangalore and later earned his law degree from pondicherry he has also done his masters diploma in intellectual property from prestigious nlsiu he also possesses a masters degree in economics and a postgraduate diploma in business management from top notch management institute that is symbiosis on the corporate front wasanth worked as consulting analyst researcher project manager for various firms within fmcg finance in both indian and foreign multinational corporations in addition to working on a harvard university's prestigious project wasanth has authored two legal texts many newspaper columns and several international papers he is currently directing a documentary titled cleaning the courtroom wasanth welcome to our show thanks a lot navin and sudhakar i'm glad to be part of the show So Vasanth let's dive into it for the new joiners in corporate world how do you define corporate ethics Ethics is a Greek word from the word ethos which roughly translate as the character of an individual so ethics is also based on understanding of what morally right or wrong with regard to behavior and decisions so when you say somebody is ethical it means that how the person is what his character is so corporate ethics refers to the character of that organization at large and applies to all aspects of business conduct including individuals of the organization therefore a joiner or a beginner it is important to align him self with the ethical standards of the company and it is important to the hr department especially the hr department to provide orientation and sensitization regarding ethical policies of the company further it is important for companies to have ethical policies with regard to terms of employment leave policies advertising policies and their transaction with other firms and the government they need to be transparent and accountable towards their employees government and more specifically towards themselves it is important for companies to clearly state their policies and provide orientation regarding the same especially to a new joiner in order to align them with the organizational goals and ethical policies so let me give you an example of what ethical practices are followed by some of the organizations some of the companies have corporate social responsibility or csr 
which, which is popularly known as CSR schemes with regard to social issues such as education, educating the girl child or environmental concerns like lesser usage of uh, use of paper in printing and, and uh, lesser carbon footprints, which is very important and which is indeed gives the firm a huge tax rebate as well. Therefore, to sum it up, for a fresher, corporate ethics is an absolute mandate and it is the responsibility of the organization to provide orientation. They also must not just behave according to what they say, but set the right standard for the employees, which means that ethics does not mean that the employee has one set of rules and the employer has another set of rules. So it, it should be on an equal footing for both ends. So for a beginner and a joiner, corporate ethics is very important and it is the duty and the moral responsibility of the employer to provide training, orientation and sensitization programs to tell them that this is what this company is all about. And in most cases, what happens is companies don't have certain kinds of policies in place, especially in, in countries like India, where there are a lot of multinational companies. Companies do not have certain policies in place or uh, certain committees in place which are, which are mandated by the statutes in the country. It's very important for these companies to have these uh, committees and then it also is important for these companies to tell them that this is what we are and this is what we expect. This is the kind of behavior we expect. So that is important from the company's perspective. And for a new joiner, it is the responsibility of the company to tell them, the HR department to tell them that you know this is what is our policy relating to leave, to relating to behavior, relating to your work, relating to all transactions you do in the company. All these things is the responsibility of the HR and the HR should mold the employee in line with the organizational's ethical policies. So I presume that I answered your question there. Yes, Vasant, you did. You talked about the right data being available to the employees by organization, setting the right standards to both employees and employer. Amazing. So when you talk about data, Vasant, we generally talk about this triad of CIA, that is confidentiality, integrity, and availability. So how do you think information asymmetry influence the overall corporate ethics? Okay. See, I think the entire problem of accountability and transparency in any system, be it a corporate, the government or the judiciary, is a result of information asymmetry, which refers to lopsidedness of information, which results in imbalance and inefficiency. So what happens is there are halves of information, have nots of information. Let's take an example of, let's say governance, let, let's say government. So what happens is some people, I mean, the commoners, the citizens do not have information while some people have it. But this asymmetry in information creates the divide and which results in inefficiencies in the system. So the more an organization tries to bring in open and accountable systems in place, the more ethical it would be and it'd be valued by the employees as well. So confidentiality, integrity and availability are the pillars of corporate ethics. Confidentiality also in- includes data confidentiality and privacy rates, which means that the employer should ensure that the information, the personal information that the employees have been you have given to the employer has are confidential and data which they're using it should also be confidential also privacy rights so the employer should ensure that the rights of the employees are guaranteed in terms of confidentiality and integrity as i mean is doing the right thing when even nobody is watching you so the company should set an example to to the employees and availability as you said again is the information should be available in the public domain for examples what happens is some of the companies have notice boards or portals where information 
information is available within the organization itself. So use of technology can bring in a lot of transparency and accountability to a large extent. The lesser the asymmetry between the employers and the employees, the better the organization in terms of ethical standards. So which means that the triad of CIA, which you said, confidentiality, integrity, and availability, is the essence of corporate ethics. And to bridge the gap between the have-nots and the haves of information is technology. So the company or the management of the company to ensure that they are on, on the right uh, front, they need to ensure that all information relevant to their employment, to the, the conduct or the ethical policies needs to be transparently communicated to the employees and there has to be some kind of total which is important for them to communicate this entire thing. So information asymmetry, as I said, it, it does influence. The more asymmetric is it, uh, companies, the information asymmetry, which results in uh, inefficiency. So, so the companies should aim at bringing in more transparent and accountable systems in place and ICT usage of information communication technology definitely would uh, bridge this gap and employees also would feel safe and they would also feel that you know the company is ethical and then they've been listened to and their grievances have been readdressed so it's very important for these companies to have these kind of systems in place Yep, that's very clear, Vasant. In the corporate organizations, normally when we have discussions around the sensitive issues, we talk about the impact rather than the intent, right? So, especially related to POSH or any other law, right? So, how to ensure the employees are fully aware of the foundational values of any organization so that the reputation stays intact? So first of all, the organization need to have proper systems in place, which means they should have clear policies and established practices, be it a small company or a big company, a domestic company or a multinational company. It's important for all the organizations to have proper systems in place. Therefore, any organization should have committees established and the problems of the employees must be redressed. It may be grievance committee or the sexual harassment committee, as you mentioned, the Porsche committees. Further, the committee should act independently and in a fair manner and should take disciplinary action against in case of misconduct. Pardoning a misconduct by one of the employees and punishing another would result in ethical failing. So that is very important. So there should be an understanding from the management, from the employee's side, that it is important to have certain committees in place and it is important for the employees to be happy in order to restrict attrition or decrease attrition levels in the company. So establishment of these committees, grievance committee or the sexual harassment committee in line with the Wisaka guidelines is very important. And also they should act independently as I said and they should have disciplinary actions so which means that you have uh, procedures laid down you have systems in place and then you say you're not allowed to do certain things in the office for example you cannot pass a lewd comment against a, a female co-worker you cannot have certain kinds of you know behavior in the office so you have to make those things very clear in the office and they and the company also should establish a committee which includes women members and advocate and they should have an internal complaint committee and when a complaint is lodged to them. They should act independently and they should summarize the entire thing and then if they find something is guilty, they should pass it on to the local body and then the magistrate takes cognizance of it. So it is important for all these companies to start with it, to understand that we need to make sure that employee welfare is the paramount thing. So if the management understands that, I think the remaining things would fall in place. So uh, in terms of sexual harassment at workplace, is also it is mandatory and to have the local committee take action. It's, it's very important for the management to you know look into the intent rather than the impact as you said so to start with that you need to first make sure that there are committees in place and then the management gives proper training and sensitization programs 
at a regular interval rather than doing it just for namesake and then and then not doing it so it's very important for companies to understand that it is really important and also i think sensitization program is very important because sometimes as a culture we don't understand that something is wrong so those things we need to have sensitization program especially in companies to make employees realize that such kind of behavior cannot be accepted and in terms of uh, disciplinary action as well the companies should be very neutral and they can't just be partial and they can't discriminate against one employee in another employee for example they can't pardon one employee because he is just the manager or he is in the management of the company and you can't just punish somebody because he's a, he's on the lower rung of the management so those kind of activities would actually result in ethical fading which means that people tend to think that or oh, this company itself is that they they're not going to bother about it so that that is important so to have the entire thing in place the first thing the foundational values is have these committees in place make sure what your company is all about and then you engage your employees uh, at a constant platform and then you have your training programs sensitization programs and have an employee handbook which clearly states that these are the policies and hand it over to them hand over to the employees and then they would be happy about it they will read it if there's any problem they can also get back to the hr or the management regarding any problems so that is how i think the company should treat any kind of issues and also the most important thing is that uh, it's not just how the employee is treated it's also about how the employer behaves so the employer should also not indulge in any kind of malpractice so that is most important so you can't you know blame somebody when you're at wrong but that is important Mm-hmm. so having a committee in place and the committee should be properly trained by the management and doing it with true spirit rather than right. doing just for the sake of letter or for the sake of doing it right yeah, yeah it makes absolute sense so also in this globally connected world right with people from various diversified backgrounds and various legal entities from different regions different ethnicities are working together so what are some of the rights that the employees possess and at the same time what are some of the obligations that corporate have for em- employees from an ethics standpoint To answer this I think we need to understand that until the 1991 India was a socialist economy all the uh, markets were highly regulated and it was the license raj which was in place and after 1991 the markets opened up to foreign players in terms of manufacturing in terms of labor in terms of capital the market was so open that the levels of foreign direct investment and foreign institutional investment which coming into the country is manifold type and several sectors now are completely 100% open to foreign players so globalization has its own vices and virtues we can't say that it's completely bad and we can't it has you know wonderful things as well but i think it needs regulation because uh, looking at from purely economic perspective it is also important to sometimes safeguard domestic markets and we can't do away without the foreign players as well because we we are we're a liberal country now and we we've engaged ourselves to be a signatory of the world trade organization part of the general agreement of trade and tariff so with that in mind at the background I think free market and developing economies as such as India has made it tough for the Indian laborers. That is a report by one of the global study which said that the globalization in general has made it tougher for the common employee or a laborer in order to assess his rights. To understand what his rights are, I think the Indian the International Labor Organization has clearly set out principles on what an employee's rights are. The first and foremost thing about an employee's rights is the right to be paid on time. the right to wages appropriate wages in terms of industry standard and uh, that is important and
and it, he has to be paid on time which means that when somebody is working he has to be paid on or before a particular date which the company agrees to so that is the first and foremost right of uh, an employee and then the second one would be leave benefits leave benefits which includes sick leave casual leave and other other kinds of leaves different kinds of nomenclature has been used for different leaves so leave benefits are also uh, a part of the right of the employees and and the third thing would be maternity and paternity leave so in case of uh, maternity leave i think the government as well has you know, come up with different terms now i think they have they've extended the maternity leave which was given for women who were pregnant and were who are expecting a child so maternity and paternity leave is also part of the right to which which employees have and also right to dignity of labor which which is also enshrined in the ilo which means that every every employee should be treated in a very dignified manner and not just as a labor because this is also a problem of attrition and labor intensive countries like india so what happens is there's, there's a lot of people who are you know employable for the same position which means that a company can replace them quickly and then and the wages is also low so for the same wages there'll be somebody else who will be replaced so right to dignity of labor and right to employment also is another right against uh, the employer and then you have right against discrimination and equality so there are also a lot of issues regarding to against discrimination in terms of gender discrimination or racial discrimination or other kinds of discriminations which are there pertinent for example also now the lgbt communities also have been uh, you know they've been asking to be employed when and there is a direction by the government also to employ them in corporate sector so there are several rights on the part of the employee so that would be pretty much it but in terms of obligations i think the entire rights of, of the employees would become the obligation of the employer as such and right to you know obligation to pay on time or obligation to you know give them leave as and when needed maternity or paternity leave and to treat the employees on an equal footing and then not to discriminate them and give equal opportunity to everybody respective of their caste language religion and then there were also i would want to touch upon the legislations in place there are several legislations in in place like the industrial disputes act we have the workmen's compensation act we have the employees provident fund act we have several labor legislations which are undergoing amendments now the bill is, will be passed shortly which are more you know more corporate friendly i presume and it is important that these companies follow these statutes and you know ensure that the employees welfare is more taken into consideration and the standard of living of these people increase that is really cool the advantage of the global organizations is we get to see the best of both worlds and you know the current uh, setup is designed in such a way that the best of outside india is also being mimicked into india as a act like you said right person right, right hey uh, switching gears a bit into the topic of corporate crimes you know we hear a lot about ethical and unethical hacking how are these white collar crimes blurring the line So when we speak about white collar crimes these are economic offenses and are most heinous and pernicious to the economy so i'm i'm not worried about a petty theft 
which somebody commits on the street but i'm more worried about the white collared crimes or the economic offenses committed by huge corporates and other governmental bodies which are so harmful to the economy and society at large so we've seen the banking sector collapse as a result of a handful of npa accounts held by big wigs while farmers continue their protest in delhi you know that that is the kind of situation that we are looking at now and white collared crimes is something which is very very harmful it's it's going to have a negative effect on every single citizen of the country and hacking as well i mean when you talk about hacking hacking in general refers to unauthorized access to a system in order to gain advantage it could be monetary advantage or any kind of advantage and cybercrime has increased by manifold times and has in, in fact aided all kinds of white collared crimes such as the stock market manipulation we've seen right from the beginning from uh, harshad mehta's case and we've seen enron frauds in the us and we've seen puji scams we've seen different kinds of ransomwares which have been uh, floating in the dark web or maybe we say we say that you know banks have been hacked by people and then there are ransomware demanding people to pay up the banks to pay up so much of money in order to have the data released and then we also have seen the loan app fraud which recently was unearthed in telangana and andhra pradesh so the line has blurred indeed and the government's effort and sanctions which are the need of the r i think there is a big gap between the legislations and the sanction of these legislations which we ardently are hoping that there will be some change in the system and it is important for each individual and citizen to ensure that these kind of frauds are not happening and unethical ethical hacking yes that's on one line but i'm more concerned about white collar crimes which have been aided by by unethical hacking so we've we've seen cases of uh, banks being hacked we've been we've seen cases of uh, you no know, pentagons thing we've seen so many things where an unethical hacking has indeed aided white collar crimes so it could be banking frauds it could be accounting frauds it could be any kind of frauds which scams are galore in the country i mean we've been known for scams in this part of the world so i think uh, it's important for government to step up and people's will should also uh, you know reflect the same we need to ensure that you know there are systems in place and we need to abide by it and i think it should be the rule of law and uh, with that i think system should be in place and it's also this problem of uh, sanctioning of law which i keep always talking in different talks and uh, seminars which which i say that why isn't there is enough sanction of law because i think there are problems in terms of several issues with the judiciary though there are several legislations in place we have the cyber crime laws we have laws for labor department we have several uh, laws to curb economic offenses we have the competition commission we have the competition act we have the we had the monopolies and restrictive trade practices act we have the foreign exchange management act we have the securities and exchange board of india act we have several legislation but where where do we go wrong i think the entire thing boils down to who we are as a culture and that is where i think we need more value based education which which instills integrity into people in power so with that i think we can shape up things and then more technology can bring in transparency into the system and and more effective behavioral modes as i said when i said behavioral modes where i would say that you know certain kinds of uh, practices that would in uh, you know to make people more transparent let me give you a small example of a traffic signal in a traffic signal when there is a no police in india we tend to cross the signal even though when there is a red light but let us assume there was a camera there and we believe that we know that when we cross it we will be fined we will not do it so that is a behavioral mode so i think we need to install more interventions like behavioral modes in in the system at large which would reduce instances of corruption corporates and in governance 
Absolutely, Vasant. You know, you talked about instilling the behavioral modes and also ensuring that the education takes yes. care of the basic hygiene aspects. Right. But there are sometimes it is employees' ignorance or unintentional act that also causes major still as well. So, from employees' responsibilities, can you please talk about an example or two wherein an employee's action impacted the overall organization's reputation and made the organization accountable for the ignorance or unintentional act by an employee or a group of employees? Correct. So if you look at uh, one of the examples wherein uh, an accountant did not, you know, account for certain kinds of uh, purchases that were made by the company. And then as a result of those accounting errors, I think the entire company was penalized. There are several such cases. So it is, I think then, and then the employer was held responsible for it. So that is one small example where one small misconduct, it's called embezzlement. So when an employee wants to make quick money, what he does is he maybe would fudge the accounts. He would write something wrong and he would try to take away money from it. But the company might not, the management might not know about it. And what happens as a consequence is that the company would have run on a loss or they would have you know, several problems and the stakeholders would go on a loss. So one small act of the accountant resulting in a huge loss to the stakeholders. So that is how there is a trickling effect. That's when I say white collar crimes are so hazardous to the economy is means one small act can lead to chain impact or chain effect and can result in a loss to several people. It could be the environment, it could be the economy, it could be anything else you know, in terms of society. So one small thing can impact a lot of aspects and that is why it is important for companies to have ethical policies and the employees should be sensitized appropriately and then decision making should be done on from an ethical perspective rather than from monetary perspective because the decisions which companies make are usually based on profit because that's the entire motive of a corporate company to function but also it's important for companies to ensure that the ethical choices which they make are really beneficial for the society in general. Fabulous insights so far, Vasant. I'm sure this will be a guiding light for those who are at various stages of their career. And one final question for this session. So what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? I would say two things. One would be to love your work and to blur the line between your profession and your hobby. So if you love your work, I think you don't have to work a single day and you will actually enjoy what you do and then you will give your fullest. You will give your body and mind to it and then you would definitely shine and you'll definitely get what you want. And the second one is to being truthful to yourself. So don't cheat yourself. You can maybe probably tell something to somebody, but don't cheat yourself. I mean, if you're true to yourself, I think that that is one thing that would get you way ahead the way you want I think the universe will conspire to give you what you want Vasan thank you so much for joining us today it was great to talk about corporate ethics in this era of globalization we really appreciate you taking time for us thank you Naveen thank you Shulaka thank you Vasan again for your time and the wonderful insight 
dear listeners to know more about our speaker and the content refer to the show notes and visit our followers on social media we are available on linkedin facebook insta twitter pinterest and also on youtube just search for the guiding voice and then follow like subscribe to us and also share within your network in addition please feel free to email us at the guiding voice for you that is t h e g u i d i n g v o i c e for as a digit u as a letter at gmail.com or whatsapp us on our india number 9494587187 again it is our india number 9494 9458718 and we will be happy to collaborate with you Sudhakar now let's also talk about the exciting opportunity of featuring our audience on this show Sure Navin hey guys of late we have been receiving a lot of career guidance related questions from our regular listeners through YouTube LinkedIn comments WhatsApp and email and we are responding to them on one on one basis now we are pleased to open this up a new mode of interacting with you all while providing a chance to broadcast yourself if you have any questions related to education career guidance or a specific IT function just send your voice message through speakpipe.com slash the guiding voice we will play your question in your own voice along with the answer either from us or our expert panel in our future episodes hope you will utilize this wonderful opportunity all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about bill gates the founder of microsoft and folks do you know in what year did bill gates graduate from harvard Maybe you can take a guess, but in case if you are thinking about a year, you are wrong because he didn't graduate from the college. But one important lesson to learn from leaders like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and Mark Zuckerberg is that they have proved to the world that they don't need university degrees to succeed in life or making it big. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. There is more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. Bye bye. We are signing off. <laughs>